Welcome and thanks for listening to the sermon podcast from First Presbyterian Church of Honolulu. This COVID crisis is causing a myriad of problems and issues. Maybe you feel lost or lonely because of all this isolation. Maybe you're feeling small and insignificant. Here's First Pres Senior Pastor Dan Chun to show you the remedy to those problems. This year has been hard for us, hasn't it? Clearly this COVID-19 virus has thrown us for a loop, topsy-turvy. Conferences have closed, churches have closed, in-person ministry. There's tremendous stress on our families and the education of our children. Jobs lost, all of the challenges we had before COVID are still here, but in many cases have been intensified. And then there's the loss of loved ones in our families and churches and communities, companies due to coronavirus. What can sustain us in a time like this? What can we base our hope on at a time like this? In the 41st chapter of Isaiah are two verses that I cling to that gives me great hope. The first one is this, Isaiah 41.1. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Wow, great verse. How do I have courage and hope at a time like this when nothing seems stable? I have courage and hope because there is a God who loves me and knows my name. This is crucial to having the strength to move through change and hard times. And if you're having challenges as a leader, this principle must be part of the core value to have courage and strength for the journey. Let me explain why this principle of God knowing our name is so important to us all. Years ago, my youngest son, Quinn, and I went to Disneyland in Anaheim near Los Angeles, had a great father-son time. And after a long day and a long drive from Disneyland to the city of Pasadena, my then 11-year-old Quinn and I arrived at the hotel around 10 p.m., really tired after a long day at Disneyland. We got to the desk and the receptionist said, I didn't have a reservation. I gave him my name. Dan Chun, here's my confirmation number. I even called last night to say I was coming late and I got it confirmed. I had double checked. No, said the desk clerk, no Dan Chun. I said, how can that be? You have my confirmation number, here it is. I called last night and you have my name, so just give me another room. He said, sorry, we are booked completely, no rooms. But I had a reservation, I said. And he said, sorry, you are not listed. So I said, try the name of the company that made the reservation. And here's the name of the secretary who made it for me, Wendy Walker. Now here comes the fun part. I'm not exaggerating any of this. This is all true. The desk clerk said to me, ah, here is a reservation made by Wendy Walker for someone named Chun Dan. Well, that's me, I said, see my credit card? I'm Dan Chun, there's a mix up. There's something wrong, and you can see this, look at my driver's license. And for a brief moment, I looked around. I thought, I must be on one of those TV shows with hidden cameras, but no. So I locked in like a laser-guided missile, trying not to make my voice quiver with impatience. I said, listen, Dale, as I looked at his name tag, listen, Dale. What are the chances that you have a guest named Chun Dan listed and I standing here 
am Dan Chun and that we are not the same person. And Dale said, sorry, sir, you are not Chun Dan. And under my breath, I mumbled, you gotta be kidding. Okay, yes, I, I know that. I'm Dan Chun, but for this brief moment, see me, please. Please see me as Chun Dan. What's the chance that Chun Dan and I, Dan Chun, should have the same confirmation number and I gave you the name of Wendy Walker who made the reservation? To which he looked at my piece of paper with my confirmation number on it and he said, huh, you may have a point. To which I wanted to say in a very pastoral way, well, duh. But instead, I said, yes, could you please look again? Confirmation number, Wendy Walker, Chun Dan, Dan Chun. Finally, he said, and I'm not kidding, okay, I'll give you Mr. Dan's room. To which I thought, tonight, I am Mr. Chun Dan, and thank you, I want to go to my room. My wife Pam later said, why does this always happen to you, Dan? I don't know anyone else this happens to in airports, hotel rooms. And at that time, it was the only time it had ever happened in my life. You would think it would never happen again. But it did, again. I went to Colorado Springs with my associate pastor. Our flight was delayed, so we arrived at the airport again at 10 p.m. We were tired traveling all the way from Honolulu via Los Angeles and Denver. We got to the desk of the rental car company and we saw there was one reservation there with a packet of keys dangling from it. Just one packet. And it had my name on it. So I gave the agent my credit card and said, that's my car reservation and keys over there. I'm Dan Chun. And he took my card and said, the number on your credit card number does not fit the reservation of this car. And I said, oh, there must be a mistake. I, I switched business card, credit cards recently, and I guess I forgot to send you my new number. But that's me, says Daniel Chun. He said, I'm sorry, your credit card number does not fit with the reservation. My associate pastor, meanwhile, was getting our luggage, and I was alone at the counter, and I looked around the airport, and what I wanted to say was, look, Mr. Chun is a Chinese name. Take a look around. How many Chinese do you see in this entire airport? Maybe this entire state. What are the chances that? But instead, I went through my routine again as politely as I could. Sir, what are the chances that at this late hour that you only have one car left and that my name and the name on this reservation is the same? You knew that Daniel Chun was going to be on the flight that arrived late. And so here I am with an ID that says Daniel Chun with my credit card number a little off. But I'm giving you a good one now, a new one. So for, for tonight, please, I am Chun, comma, Daniel. And give me a car because it's freezing and windy out there on a cold Colorado night. And this is the very last car. And he looked at me and at my ID, and then at my credit card, which has my picture on it, and he said, okay, here are the keys. People knowing our name is important, or to be more clear, the right people knowing our name is important. And with all of the, the identity theft, we only want the people whom we can trust 
to know us. But here's the great news. God, yes, the almighty God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the creator of the universe, loves us so much that he decided to come to earth in the form of a man, Jesus Christ, to show us his love and how we can love others. Furthermore, this God knows our name. He doesn't get confused. He's not deaf. In Isaiah 41.1, it says, Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. This is not a distant God, but a God who wants an intimate relationship with us. He is the kind shepherd who knows his flock, each sheep by name. We should not miss out on this important fact. God really loves us and really wants us to have an ongoing, wonderful, intimate, hanging out, guiding, mentoring, protecting, loving relationship with us. Everything we would want in a friend, a protector, a provider, a parent, a Lord, He is it. In fact, the Bible says He has known everything all about us, even before we were born, before we were conceived by earthly parents. God said in Jeremiah 1.5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Is that not amazing or what? In another part of the Bible, it says in Isaiah 44.2, Thus says the Lord who made you, who formed you in the womb and will help you. In fact, he says he has a destiny picked out for us, waiting for us once we turn to him. If we but trust him, he will reveal that purpose, that job, that position, that cause. These are difficult times for many people. People have lost jobs. This is a very tough time, challenging time. And for some here, the depression we have, we have gone through just seems just one day too far. Or for some, they have just been blindsided by that pink slip or those divorce papers or that medical report. And you wonder, what can I do? Whom can I trust? Does anyone care about me? But God knows your name. With all of the billions and billions of people, He knows your name. And He so much wants to help. A name makes all of the difference in the world. As leaders, we need to know the names of our people. Our family ministries director has a philosophy of what she calls a community of care. She pours herself into her staff who in turn have 10 volunteers they pour into of whom they not only know their names, but their family members' names and and. And then those in turn go to another 10 and then they, they go to 10 other children in the church who they know their names, a community of care. You know, due to the COVID-19 virus preventing us from in-person ministry, our staff decided that we would call every member of our 10, of our 1,000 plus person church and call them and or email a personal letter to every member who moved out of state so that they would know they're not just a number, but we know their name. High tech with our streaming and zooming, but also high touch for we represent a God who knows our name. Names are super important. You know, I was once golfing in Hawaii and, um, and I've only played golf maybe 10 times in my life. Um, 
golfing's not my hobby. I really suck at it. Too hard, takes too long for me to learn, too long for me to like. But on this day, I was starting on the back nine at a course, uh, and it was my very first swing of the day, and my ball went slicing off to the right and hit a chain link fence. Actually, if it had hit the chain link section, it would have just dropped and died, but no, at a million to one shot, I happened to hit the pole that held up the fence and the ball ricocheted back at my party at tremendous speed and we all like ducked quickly. As luck would have it, that hole that we were playing at was near a parking lot at a very exclusive private golf club and the ball sailed over our heads into the parking lot and I must have hit every single Mercedes, Lexus and Jaguar and BMW there was in the world. It was awful to hear the ping, ping, pong as I was slowly adding up the cost of that one ball. And my host and I walked towards the clubhouse to admit that I was the culprit that did all this when suddenly a voice rang out from an angry man walking towards me from the parking lot yelling, hey, you hit my car, you hit my car. And I was in trouble. I mean, he was coming at me like a torpedo with a polo shirt on when suddenly the grace of God came upon me and I said, Steve, remember me? It's Danny, Danny Chan. We grew up together. My mom's sister married your dad's mother. So we are like cousins, like second cousins. And we're all together. And he looked at me and he said, okay then, forget it. And then he walked away. You know, we have a God who knows her name. And when that guy knew my name, I was saved. And we are saved because we have a God who knows our name and he'll do anything to help. He adopted us. We are then not just his children of God, but heirs of God. He's not just a God way up there who doesn't care. He's right here among us and he came down to earth as Jesus. What is God like? He's like Jesus. He is Jesus and he can be our God, meaning he wants to have a personal relationship with us. I was once asked what my favorite Bible verse is, many to choose from, but one of my favorites is clearly Isaiah 41.10, because it shows the intimacy of a God who loves us. And this verse says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God, your God. I love the your part. I am your God. Not that we own him or control him, but he is saying, I know your name. I'm your heavenly father. I'm in your corner, and we can have a relationship. And what is that relationship like? The verse goes on. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. And you get the feeling that God will pick you up, even if it needs to be by the collar of your shirt and say, I will pull you up and help you and get you back on your feet. Or it says later in the book by that prophet named Isaiah, the same prophet that predicted the coming of Jesus, that if we follow God or follow a Messiah, we can say, 
But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Friends, we all live in a very painful, hurtful, stressful world. And we may feel we can't run or walk. But don't we, ab- don't we want to be able to run and not be weary and walk and not faint? And maybe as a leader, you are at the point of throwing in the towel. Many, many years ago, before I became a pastor, while in seminary, I went through a terrible divorce. In fact, I flunked my New Testament exam the day after I received my divorce papers. I got an F. I was sad, in despair, depressed. My self-esteem was so low, I probably could have walked under any door. And I remember asking a lawyer, how do you get food stamps? No job, didn't know anyone in Pasadena, and I was just about to start seminary. The embarrassment and humiliation was hard. I felt down for years. I didn't think I would be, ever be competent or qualified to be a pastor. I blew it. Some felt I shouldn't be a pastor. I mean, that was it. But the Lord who knew my name, even in my mother's womb, He knew me as Daniel when I was born, as Danny when I was a child, as Dan when I was an adult. And this God pulled me through. Today, by God's amazing grace, I am a pastor. Been so for decades. And by God's grace, I've been married to my wife, Pam, for 39 years with three kids. Got to write a book to help people pick the right spouse. Pam and I started a ministry called Hawaiian Islands Ministries that does annual conferences to train church leaders and youth and now train more than 70 thousand people. People come from like 40 different denominations, 400 different churches. And my church is so out of the box in reaching people that we do ministry out of a golf club that we bought. God allowed me to have adventures in spite of my sorrow. By God's mercy, the seminary where I was such a loser, where I got an F, and felt that I had a L on my forehead, that seminary voted me to be on his board of trustees at Fuller Seminary in Pasadena. No way. The God who knows my name gave me a second chance and blessed me, and he continues to show his grace and mercy. Eight years before my youngest son, Quinn, and I went to Disneyland, we found Quinn one day with a fever that over time rose to 105 degrees. It wouldn't go down. We discovered he had something called Kawasaki Syndrome, a disease that if not treated properly within eight days could kill the child. We had discovered it after three days. The clock was ticking, but it turned out that his pediatrician had seen the very first case of Kawasaki's in Honolulu many years ago as a young resident. And so he accurately diagnosed the disease right then. Then he said, the one who discovered the treatment, the antidote for the entire world, happened to be practicing at a hospital three minutes away from our house. Today, Quinn is fully healthy. 
The God who knew my name said, Do not be afraid. Do not fear, for I am your God. It's not to say all people are saved from danger or death. We're facing a horrible coronavirus. I lost my mom after a long four and a half year battle with lung cancer. It was hard and grueling and sad. But this I know. There is a God. And he loves us not apart from pain, but in the midst of it, in the trough of life. And if you're going through a depression or despair, if the recession is getting you down, your finances are falling apart, if there's an illness that is scaring the heck out of you, if there is a relationship that is crumbling, if there is a management issue that is so debilitating, and so painful if it feels there's no purpose in your life don't give up you may have suicidal thoughts but don't do it God is saying to you don't do it I have a future and a hope for you if you don't give up for he says in Isaiah 41:10, do not fear for I'm with you do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. For this is a God who knows our name. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Pastor Dan, for that message. It's so important to know that God knows our name and that we are that important to him. Perhaps something in today's service, the message or the music spoke to you. And maybe it's been a time when you weren't sure if God loves you or even knew who you were. But maybe today you just want to say to God, I'm with you. I want to follow you. I want to commit my life to you. And if you've never done that before, I'd like to lead you in a simple prayer of just saying, sorry, thank you, and please. I'm sorry for not really hearing your voice. And thank you for your love and sending Jesus to me to save me. And please come into my life in a real and meaningful way. And if that is your wish, then please join me in the simple prayer and pray along with me in the silence of your heart. Lord, maybe for some it's been a while since we talked with you. I'm sorry that I've not really followed you. But today, I want to say thank you for your love. Thank you for knowing my name. Please come into my life. I really want to follow you with the best of my ability. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. And if by chance you prayed that prayer, then we'd like to help you on your journey to know God better. Just hit the button on the right that says, I commit my life to Christ. And we'd love to get to know you and pray with you. Just click on that now. Maybe for some of you out there, you'd like just someone to pray with you. And you can see that there's another button that says, I want prayer. 
and please hit that now and someone will contact you and pray for you in a friendly and confidential way. And for you out there, thanks for being with us today. I hope you felt the breath of God's love. And before you leave, I would like to give you a blessing. So please receive this. May the Lord bless you and keep you and be gracious unto you. May his face shine brightly over you. And may you know in the deepest part of your heart and soul that God knows your name and loves you very, very much. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. See you later. Ahui ho. There's no confusion of names in God's world. He knows you and has known you since before you were born. More than a rental car, more than a hotel room. Because God knows you and loves you, He gave you His only Son, Jesus. If you'd like to hear this sermon again, you can listen to and download this and other sermons from the First Pres website, fpchawaii.org. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Normally, we meet Sundays at our Ko'olau campus or at the Vine in Kaka'ako, but for now, you can find the entire church service streamed online on the church website, fpchawaii.org. For our virtual church service, click on the online church box at our regular church service times, Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11.11, and Sunday afternoon at 4 p.m. Be sure to check your email for links to sermons, church news and updates, and daily devotionals. If you have any questions or any needs at all, you can reach the church through the website or just call 808-532-1111. For Pastor Dan Chan and the entire staff at First Prez, I'm Michael Shishido. Until next time, God bless you, stay safe, and thank you for listening. This sermon podcast is copyright 2020 and produced by the Media Ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Honolulu.